Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. I want to thank every one of you. Every one of you. I want to thank you. This church wants to thank you that you give us the privilege of partnering with you and dedicating these children. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a great privilege. Do you know every one of you was a kid? Some of you just bigger ones. (laughs) Glory to God. We're going to take this time and we're going to dismiss our 180. That is our youth ministry. And uh, they're going to be being taught the same on the same subject matter that we are in here. Uh, uh, And we we like for them to be, be able to help them on their terms. You know when you're, when you're a kid, you, you have your own battles. You know, when I went from the third grade to the fourth, it was hard. <laughs> and and, when, I got, and when I got into high school, I looked at the, the, those little kids and I said, what grade are you going to? I'm going from the third to the fourth. I said, that'll be easy. Yeah. Y'all ever done that? Yeah. Well, you know what that means? That means that you have a level in front of you where it's difficult. Are you following me? So uh, we're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We are grateful. Jesus is good. Amen. In the book of Genesis, chapter 8, verse 22, this is right after Noah uh, came out of the ark. And this is what God told him. As long as the earth remains... Before we read any farther, is the earth still here? So this applies now. You can't put this off or say it passed away. The earth is still here. So as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. It has not ceased. Everything in this life on this planet revolves around what I I just read. Seed time and harvest. Everything in your life is presented as a seed. You are the product. Your body is a product of a seed. Your thoughts are a product of of words repeatedly told you. If someone told you you were worthless, meaningless, it was repeated and you went into the direction of that most dominant thought. Notice it's repeated and repeated. Are you following me? And it's seed sown. And you, you begin to take upon the nature of what you've allowed on the inside of you. Right. Whether good or bad. That's, that, that's not, not what I want you to see at the moment. We'll talk about good seeds in a minute. It is a principle 
that everything, everything in life centers around this. When you go to work tomorrow, your labor is a seed. Your paycheck is a harvest. Are you following me? Everything. Attitudes are a seed. But attitudes are also, listen carefully, attitudes are also a harvest. Are you following me? When, you eat, when, when, when a peach tree bears fruit, a peach, inside the fruit is another seed. Right? Okay. Attitudes are the product of your most dominant thoughts. Your most dominant thoughts are a product of the words that are repeatedly told you or repeated by yourself. Are you listening? Here is the progression of seed in our lifestyle. I want you to get this. This is the progression of your seed when it comes to your lifestyle. You hear words, and then those words become thoughts, meditation. Those thoughts now become attitudes. And, you know, attitudes are not necessarily bad. But when you think of attitude, well, they got an attitude. Well, you think of a bad attitude. Well, I got an attitude too. And attitude is how I, it's my, it forms my opinion. In fact, I, I said it's the result of my opinion of my thoughts. Okay. And then it moves out of your thoughts into action. Actions become habits. Habits become a lifestyle. Now, that's, you can have a good habit or a bad habit. The problem is people try to break a bad habit without creating a new one. You're, you live habitually. Uh, let me put it another way. You chose to be here. Okay? You chose it. And that goes to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. God told the children of Israel, I, bring he I, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Heaven is recording. Life is a series of choices. I'm going to say that one more time. Life is a series of choices. Okay. And he said, I, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I set before you blessing, cursing, life and death. Therefore, choose. And then he didn't even trust us to make the right choice without instruction. He says, choose life that you may live and your children after you. Okay. So choices are our seeds. Now, here's the good news if you made a wrong choice. It's called repentance. You can make another choice. 
I am glad that God gives us repentance. Amen. Repentance is your friend. Yes. You know what a farmer does when he has a, a field that's producing the wrong kind of seed that he didn't want? He sticks a plow to it and turns it over before it's got time to harvest. I am so glad we're here today. We can repent. Now, repentance does not mean that we're crying. Repentance means a turnaround. That's what the plow did to the ground. It turned it upside down. It turned the ground upside down. It changed it. God is giving us, He loves us so much that He gives us a chance to repent. Our generation needs to know the value of repentance. Listen carefully. I've had many people through the years say, well, that's just the way that I am. The way you am is the way the seeds were planted, what seeds were planted in you. You know, when I was a kid, I despised squash. I did not like it. You know what I repeatedly said to myself? I hate the taste. I hate the taste of squash. In fact, if it, it, I was taught when you, we put something on, everything on your plate that's on the table, you're going to taste some of it. Because as a kid growing up, you won't experiment. When it's good stuff in front of you, you won't even try it. Y'all don't know that I've been at your house. And so, we, we would, they, you had to eat something of everything on the table. And when squash was ever put, oh, dear Jesus. Here, I'm going to give you a little piece of wisdom. I would eat everything else that I liked and save the squash for last. Not a good idea, because I am now full. Now, I couldn't leave the table until I ate the squash. And so my nephews, when I stand at my sister, they were all older than me. I had many moms and dads. And, 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 and their children is nearly my age. And they get to go off and ride their horses, but I had to stay right there and eat the, eat the squash because the only thing left on my plate and I am looking at the squash. I'm already full. And I took a taste of it. You follow? Now, the reason why, and so I hated squash. I kept saying I hated squash. She said, why are you telling the story? I'm telling it for a reason. Today, I could eat nothing but squash. I don't care what kind of squash it is. You know why? Because I stopped saying I hate it. I'm going to talk about everybody's not here. Okay, listen, I'm going to talk about... People say, well, I don't like going to church. The church has done me wrong. All you're talking about is everything's wrong. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever went to your favorite restaurant and ever got bad service? Did you go back? You tried it at least another time or two. We go to a place right now 
that we've been going to off and on for years. There have been times I've left there and said, I ain't ever going back. And my blessed wife says, oh, yes, you are. <laughs> but here's the point of what I'm saying. Everything in your life is seed. And if we take seed and we don't, we're not wise like a farmer and decide. A farmer does not just, you, you, drive, you drive down the road, you see a plowed field, you see the farmer out there and you stop on the side of the road, ask him, what are you doing? What are you planting? And he will have you an emphatic decision already made. You can't ever find a farmer who says, well, I have no idea. I just found a bunch of seed and I'm throwing it on the ground. <laughs> they won't do that. They're very specific. They choose ahead of time what they want in their lives. God has given us that privilege. And here's the thing. We've all came from a sin-cursed nature that has all of this confused. If you want to know what's wrong with our generation... It's confused. The devil works in obscurity, confusion, in, 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 in darkness, you understand? And so we're in a state of confusion. And Jesus comes along so you don't have to be confused. He can shed light on the kinds of seed that are before you so you don't have to choose death seeds. Are you following? Now, there are consequences to seeds. The consequence to a watermelon seed is a watermelon. The consequence to a mesquite bean is a mesquite tree. Now, I can get upset that I got a bunch of mesquite, or I can root it out and change the seed that I allow in the ground. Are you following that? That's really important that we grasp a hold of this because many times we think that if anything happens in our lives, it was all designed by God. It was not. It was designed by the seed. It was designed by the seed. God has given you the right to choose. You do not have to be a scumbucket. You can choose the seed of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The Bible says he is the seed. He's the seed of Abraham. He's the seed of David. You can choose the seed that was planted into the heart of the earth and rose up on the third day to give you a new lifestyle. You can choose that. And then he gives us the Bible, which is contains the word of God, which the Bible refers to in Mark chapter 4 as seed. As seed. Now we, we have to understand, you can take seed, we can go out here and we can throw it on the pavement. Hard ground. Do you know what happens when you throw seed on the pavement? All you do is attract birds. Are you following me? Pesty birds. Okay. Or we can take that seed, prepare the ground, 
And so the good seed that we chose in advance for the outcome. Okay? Now, I'm going real slow right there because I want to preach, but I want to, I want to give you some understanding. Matthew chapter 13. While you're turning to Matthew chapter 13, Galatians chapter 6 tells us something very important. This is a law, if you would, or a principle. It works every time without fail. It does not fail. It works every time. And this is what it says in Galatians chapter 6. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. In the Amplified Bible it says, and that and that only is what he will reap. If you sow to the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. If you sow to the Spirit, you shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Now, I just want to mention this. Reaping life everlasting is not just reaping when you die. You get to reap it on earth as well. Okay. So this is a principle. If I sow peaches, I'm not coming up with grapefruit. Are you following? I'm not coming up with grapefruit. The fruit, the harvest, tells you the seed even if you mislabeled it. There was one time I bought some seed put in our garden thinking that it was, I believe it was watermelon. And you know how they grow and they have a vine and so on and so forth. And so it started coming up and I think, oh man, I'm going to get some watermelon. I started getting excited. Started growing a vine. Come to find out it's spaghetti squash. <laughs> and that was my introduction to spaghetti squash. Okay. It was mislabeled seed. Now listen very carefully. I want, I want to help you right here. The world, the flesh, I'm talking about your flesh, my flesh, and the devil wants to obscure the seed so you have no idea what the seed is you sowed. So when it's harvested, you'll come along and make statements like, well, you never know what God's going to do. I know what God's going to do. He's always going to keep his word. Amen. Always. And he's already told us what he's going to do if you study the word of God. The problem is we have mingled seed. And the devil, listen carefully, God has got a future for you. You're created by God and for God. But the devil also has a future plan for you. And he won't tell you up front what it is. He's going to do everything he can to obscure it and hide it. So you can't know what it is and you plant a mislabeled seed and you harvest it. And then you're, dis you're, you're discouraged and despondent. What we do here at Omega Church 
in any church you, that's worth going to is to take the seed of God's word and get you operating in that so that you will follow the will of God for your life. Because the devil wants to sidetrack you. In fact, the Bible puts it like this. Jesus told it, uh, was making this statement. John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The thief comes to do that. All right? Now, I don't know about you, but I've never had a thief try to steal something from me that he come knocked on my door and said, I'm here to steal from you today. Never. They either wait until I'm not home, you know, not home, not home, not conscious of what's going on, or it's at night, huh? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Matthew chapter 13 gave you plenty of time to find it. Okay. Jesus is talking about parables. For time's sake, I am not going to go through all of this, but in this chapter, he deals with parables. There are two particular places that I want to go to. Uh, he tells us in chapter 13, verse 18, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Now I want you to get this. This is the parable of what? The sower. The, sower, the person that's sowing the seed. Okay? And he, as he begins, he began to expound on it. And he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, I mean, uh, excuse me, verse 19. And when anyone who hears the word of the kingdom, so the sower sowing what? The word of the kingdom. There's the seed of the kingdom. And understands it not. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, Get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Okay? And he understands it not. Then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away the that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside, or that concrete out there, or the pavement. Hard-hearted. I want to get in and get out. Are y'all following me? Now, I'm not, I'm not picking on you. I'm not trying to keep you here a long time. I'm trying to help you understand. Stay where, stay where you can get understanding. Don't, don't think about what you're going to do after church. Right now, this is important. Your, your life hangs in the balance. Okay? But he which received the seed into stony ground or stony places... The same is he that heareth the word of the kingdom, and Aeon with joy received it. Now, for a little time, they got all excited. Woo, yes, Pastor Ronnie is a great preacher. Woo-hoo-hoo. But they have no root in themselves, verse 21, but endures for a while. They only endure for a little while. As a pastor, I've been pastoring for many years. My dad pastored this church, so this is decades of what I'm telling you. I've had people get excited and didn't stick. And their life is a mess today. Yet, they, they, they had the opportunity. 
Seed is the potential. Trey's already brought that out. Okay. And they received it for a little while with joy. That they had no root in themselves and so endured for a little while. But when trouble came, tribu that's what tribulation is, or persecution, people making fun of, mocking, arises for the seed's sake or the word's sake, by and by he gets offended. How many of you ever went to church and say, Pastor Ronnie, I'm a good person. I try to do things right. Hello? Well, let me rephrase it. You know it's somebody. <laughs> I'm a good person. I try to do things right. Hello? But when pressure comes because of the seed that you heard about the kingdom, pressure will come. Now, I want to stop here just for a moment. I've repeated this through the years. There's only two reasons why trouble comes. Only two. Only two. Trouble comes, number one, for what you do wrong. You sow the seed of trouble. Number two, trouble comes for what you do right. Here's the point. Trouble's coming. You need to discern why it's coming. If it's coming for what you do right, you don't quit doing right. You don't go along to get along. You're, you're here to plant the right kind of seed. And if all the, if all the world wants to go to hell in a handbasket, you're not going to go down that road because you are planting good seed. Just because the farmers around you are letting their fields raise up uh, mesquite bushes doesn't mean you have to in your field. Are you following me? You get to choose this. And only you will choose it. I can't choose it for you. You can't choose it for me. Just remember everything in life's seed. Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do it. I like donuts. I didn't love, I don't love them anymore. I like them. Big difference. See, when you say, I love those donuts, I, I love Dunkin' Donuts. You might like Krispy Kreme, too sweet for me. But I love those donuts. Really? That's a misappropriation of love. And now you're gravitated to it. This happened to me. I haven't had a donut in when? Months, maybe even years. Okay? But I like donuts. But if I keep sowing donuts as my love affection, I'm going to be a donut. <laughs> That's a product of seed. 
And then we're saying, well, I don't know why I don't feel good. As if God made you eat that donut. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So many times we either want to blame God or the devil, but we have nothing to do with it. I love y'all. Only y'all could take it. Okay. Now we're talking about the seed here, the right kind of seed, the seed of the kingdom. Trouble comes because of, uh, 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 right here in this case, it's coming for the word of the kingdom you're allowing, to, you're listening to right now. Don't get offended when that trouble comes. A farmer does not get offended when weeds try to take over what he's planted. You know what he does? He cultivates. He does what? Cultivates. cultivates. He pulls up, gets rid of those weeds. He also received seed of the kingdom among thorns, verse 22. He is he that heareth the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word that they heard, and it becometh unfruitful. Notice this, the cares of this world. Mark chapter 4 says the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of other things other than the seed of the word. Now listen, I have discovered something in my life that the best way to grow a good crop of weeds, how many of you want to know? I'm going to tell you anyway, but the, be the best way to grow a good crop of weeds is do nothing. Just do nothing. You know, I've met a lot of people that call themselves Christians that do nothing with the Word of God. Their life becomes a weed and they don't know how. Are you following? You're going you're gonna to have to cultivate your priorities. There are many priorities in this life. And I'm not saying that they're not important. There are some things that are more important and there are some things that are less important. Are y'all following me? Yeah. Money is not the most important. Right. It's important. Yeah. Right. Are y'all with me? How many of you know money's important? Yeah. I want to know if I've, I've got people that are listening. Yeah. Some of y'all don't know. Well, if you don't think money's important, give me your paycheck. <laughs> money's important, but it's not the most important. And, and we've been trained that the most important thing in life is that we get a good education, listen carefully, by someone that won't acknowledge that we have a choice not to seek the seed and plant the seed they want us to. The systems of this world are broken. Your success or failure is not in propaganda called education. Are you following me? 
The most important thing is you to distinguish the seed. You got to, and you know, and I know, and this, our whole generation knows there's something wrong in our society. Something is wrong. But we're blasted with all of these systems day in and day out trying to confuse us determining what kind of seed we allow in our lives. Now, folks, I love you. And some of you, maybe this is your first time here. Maybe you're here for the first time viewing by live stream. I love you very, very much. I love you so much, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you do not understand there's a difference between a man and a woman, you are definitely confused. They say, well, Pastor Ronnie, I, I don't... See, this is what they do. They try to make us feel guilty for being able to tell the difference. I don't, they, that's their choice, but don't make your choice my choice. I don't believe that. I understand what a male is, and Zona understands what a female is. We don't get those two confused. Just because you're confused doesn't mean I have to receive it as truth. You, are you following what I'm saying? And I'm trying to be nice about it. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, watch. I'm, I'm going to finish. I'm not going to keep you till 2 o'clock. It's 1.30. <laughs> but he that received the seed into good ground, what seed was that of the kingdom? Heareth the word, understands it, which also, which also beareth fruit, bringing forth some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. Now here's where we're going to get into really important. He goes right out of this parable of the sower sowing seed into another parable. And he says, here's another parable he put forth unto them saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in his field. And while he slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Now, a tear and wheat look similar, but they're quite a bit different. A tear looks like wheat, bears a head like wheat, but the head on it, when it is ripened, has a black uh, seed versus the wheat is golden. Are y'all following the difference? It's a false, it, it looks just like wheat, but it is not until it's at full maturity. All right, let me keep reading here. But when the blade was sprang up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? And from whence then has these tares? 
And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, What will that thou we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest we gather up the tares and you root up also the wheat with them. This is going to be important right here. Let us both, let both grow together until the harvest. Remember, seed time and harvest. Everybody with that? Okay. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares. And bind them in bundles and burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now he told some other parables that he didn't go into explanation. So we're going to go over here and jump to verse number 36. Then Jesus said, sent the multitude away. And he went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. So we had the parable of the sower. And we have the parable of the tares. And he answered and said to them, He that soweth the good seed, referring to the parable of the sower, is the son of man. He that beareth or sowed good seed is the son of man. Now here's what I want you to see in emphasizing that. Notice he didn't say the son of God. He said the son of man. In other words, man has been given the right all the way back to the Garden of Eden to choose the seed. But when you're fighting a fallen human nature, you cannot distinguish the seed. All the people that are confused about their sexuality are people that are confused because the devil has kept their nature in darkness. Do you understand what I'm saying? How How many of you, let's suppose you have a barn and you got a bunch of seed in the barn. Bunch of various kinds of seed. You go in there at night to try to get your seed so you can plant it. But you can't see the seed. You just know there's a bunch of seed in there. And you grab the seed and you start throwing it out there because after all, you want to harvest. People that are confused about their sexuality are blinded by the God of this world. They cannot distinguish. They're confused emotionally. They're confused spiritually. And if, if the truth is not revealed to them, they'll never distinguish the seed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. We're not here. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn anybody. You know what condemn means? It means to confine them in the present situation. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus came to turn the light on so you can choose the right seed. Do you understand now? 
All right. We're going to get close here in just a second. Just stay with me. Give me a few more minutes here. He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. Now this word world here, it really means a dispensation of time. So the field is, is the dispensation of time. In the case of the church, there is a dispensation of the influence of the church on earth called the church age. Everybody with that? You and I live in the church age. It started on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts, and it's been almost 2,000 years of this age period. Now we are coming to the end of this age. Are you following me? Glory to God. The field is the end of this age. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. How many of you got a red letter edition? What does that mean? Talk to me. Jesus is talking. Turn to your neighbor and say, Pastor Ronnie's not talking. I'm just repeating what Jesus said. The enemy that sowed the, talking about the tares, is the devil. Harvest is the end of the age. That's what the world, word world means right here. The harvest is the end of this age. I'm letting you know where we're at. If you want to know why it's all messed up, it's because we are coming to flourishing of all those seeds. And the reapers are the angels. Now be very, watch very carefully here. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be at the end of this age. The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire, and there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now that's pretty straightforward. You talk about me being tough. I just read what Jesus said. Now here's what I want you to, we're going to close out with to help you understand something. The church, people that, acknowledge God has got to get the right kind of and quit the world confused. That means your thoughts, your words, your belief system. Listen carefully. Politics of this nation right now is coming system. Where they don't want you to be able to choose. 
They want yours to go along with their belief system. And their belief system is the seed that has been sown by the devil. You say, Pastor Ronnie, I, we were fun a while ago. <laughs> Understand, because this, we had, we dedicated children today, your greatest gift, parents, and your greatest wealth is those children. But we did over them to assist them because of the, for somebody else to train. I've had the older generation gripe about the younger generation. The younger generation is nothing more than a product of the seeds that they allowed to be. Blame them all you want to. We've got to get a hold of the right kind of seed. Let me give you an example of what's going on. And this is for everybody that thinks that we shouldn't be involved with politics. Preachers included. I want to read something to you that I got in the email today, or Friday. And this was sent out by the Liberty Council. The LGBTQ, I had to slow down, <laughs> lobby has targeted Christian schools for destruction. Using the so-called Equality Act to force all Christian schools, pre-K through college, to accept all aspects of the LGBTQ agenda or strip them of their accreditation and face lawsuits and perse persecution by the U.S. Department of Justice. This bill passed the House in 2019 and then in 2020, or 2021. And it was reintroduced in the 118th Congress, which is the Congress we have now, on June the 21st, 2023. So that was just this last June. In the House of Representatives and Senate, and now the H.R. 15 already has 212 Democrat co-sponsors in the House. All they need is six Republicans to be idiots with them. I added that. With Congress back in session, H.R. 15 is a high priority for the LGBTQ advocates. If this bill is signed into law, it would be devastating blow to religious freedom, Christian education in America, and would be very difficult to recover. It's not too late to stop it, the writer says. Here's what I want you to see about this act. I'm not going to read much more, but I want you to hear it. The radical LGBTQ human rights campaign is determined Joe Biden strip Christian schools, colleges of their accreditation. During his State of the Union address, he demanded Congress to pass the Equality Act that he would accomplish much more than their request. The Equality Act is in the House and Senate 
where we can stop it if we strongly voice our opposition now. First, the bill will require schools to accept abortion. Schools that offer health insurance for students must include abortion. Number two, the bill imposes the LGBTQ into every corner of the school. This includes Q, which the bill says stands for queer. All the 50, 550 paraphernalias, including pedophilia, this applies to staff, teachers, restrooms, lockers, showers, dorms, sports, and more. Third, the Equality Act would force employers and workers to conform to this agenda or risk losing their livelihood. Four, it would force medical professions to perform surgeries or provide treatments that violate their conscience. Five, the Equality Act would dismantle uh, sex-specific facilities and sports. This bill is a Pandora's box of evil that will insert itself into the score of federal laws, overriding all state and local laws, and force religious institutions to accept, promote homosexuality, bisexuality, trans, transsexuality, and so on and so forth. At all 550. I want you to listen to me. The next big thing that's going to come out is bestiality. Now listen, I don't, I, I love people, all kinds of people. We're not talking about people. We're talking about demon powers that cause people to choose idiot, idiotacy. Animals don't even do what we do. Now you say, Pastor Ronnie, you, why did you do this? Why, why are you doing this? This is such a wonderful occasion. We dedicated these children. Precisely. Precisely. This is not a formality that we did today. And this is not some kind of religious activity. This is our faith on the line. You say, well, what can we do? Number one, if you're not registered to vote, you need to get registered. Amen. And you need to vote Bible. Amen. Don't you dare follow that category. Well, my, my grandpa. Well, your grandpa is not facing what we're facing. You vote Bible. You follow? He said, well, Pastor Ronnie, why are you getting on to me? Because you want me to pat you on the back, make you feel good about being, uh, about being comfortable with a situation that's deadly. We're at the end of this age. And if the church doesn't become active, you're going to lose your kids. They've already made statements that your kids belong to them. And you say, well, why are you getting so worked up? Because I was raised up for this last day. To tell you the truth, I am not a preacher and this is not a church to pacify people to reach across the aisle and compromise truth. 
I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I, I, I know pastors right now say, well, I want you to know that our church is not going to talk about politics. Why do you think politics is all screwed up? You've got to quit taking your faith and keeping it in the building. The just live by faith. That means every aspect, every avenue of your life is to be lived by the faith of the Son of God. And if you're not willing to do that, then what we do here on Sunday morning is a waste of time. We need to close it down and all attempt to go fishing anyway. I'm very passionate about this. We're on that, we're that close, that close of the devil taking over America where you don't have no freedom and you can't choose your seed. That is a God-given right, by the way. How many of you love Jesus anyway? You may not love me right now, but how many of you love Jesus? You need to get registered to vote. We got an election coming up in November. Glory to God. Jesus, bow your heads with me. I got to stop. Father, I thank you right now for every person right now in this congregation. Every person viewing by live stream. Father, if they don't know you, I thank you that you draw, draw them by your spirit. You love us with an everlasting love. You're not mad at humanity. Your wisdom is crying in the streets in this generation. And Jesus, you're saying, come unto me, all ye that are weak and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take your yoke upon me, for I'm meek and lowly of heart. Father, if there's anyone that doesn't know you, I thank you, Father, right now by your Spirit. Let your love just draw them and open up their understanding. Glory to God. This is what I want you to do. Wherever heads bowed, never eyes closed. The reason why I want you to do that, I want you to internalize. I don't want you to be sidetracked with what's around you and who's doing what. If you don't know Jesus and you want to know Him, He came to give you life more abundantly. He paid the price so that you could have it. And he's wooing you by his spirit right now. If you don't know Jesus and you want to know him. You say, Pastor Ronnie, I've been to church before. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a personal relationship with the one that paid the price for your sin, my sin. And you want to know him today. You want to know him. And you want to make Him Lord of your life. I want you to do this. Simply put your hand up and back down. That's all I want you to do. Put your hand up and back down. That's all I want. 
Glory to God. I see a few hands. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm letting the Holy Spirit do His work. Glory to God. If that's you, just put your hand up, back down. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Jesus said this. If you will confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father which is in heaven. But if you won't confess me before men, I cannot confess you before my Father which is in heaven. If you raised your hand, you meant what you said, I just want you to stand right where you're at. Just stand up. Just stand right where you're at. I'm not making you come down here. I want you to come down here. Just stand where you're at. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Father, I thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here's what I want to do with you. Glory to God. We're all going to do this with you because we're so glad that you've responded to him. Believe in your heart. You've opened your heart. You've come this far. It means you mean business. I'm going to lead you in prayer. We're all going to pray it together. But I want you to believe what you're saying. You need to say it yourself. Say this with me out loud. Jesus, I do believe that you went to the cross for me and you took my sins and you nailed them to that tree. You took my place in hell and you rose again the third day to justify me. Today, September the 10th, 2023, I make a decision I turn my back on the world, the flesh, and the devil. I point my heart toward the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, I say this before men. I declare your lordship over my life. From this day forward, I thank you that I belong to you and you belong to me. Come into my heart and fellowship me all the days of my life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give them a standing ovation. Let's let them know we praise God. Let's shout with heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Now I want to leave one last thing with you. You that stood, make sure you go to one of the host team in the lobby. We have a book just for you. And it tells you the next steps 
It takes you through eight weeks of the next step. They're not difficult, but it helps you to know. You follow me? And, and we'll walk you through it, but this, this book is very important. It's not difficult. If you got questions, we'll give you a way to contact us. We want to walk you through this because we want you, to, we want you now to get, get grown-up legs. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Father, I thank you that any person here today, right now, anyone got any pain in your body? Physical pain right now. Nobody got any pain? You got pain? You got pain? If you got your pain, I want you to keep your hand up. I want a somebody that believes one of the 300, go lay hands on them. There's some right, right back here. If you're one of the th- our 300, right back here. Go lay hands on them right now. The Bible says these signs shall follow them but believe. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We're going to pray the prayer of faith. Father, in the not mighty name of Jesus, through the merits of the cross and uh, by the power of your resurrection, we rebuke this pain, the very cause of this pain. We command you to leave their body. They belong to God and their bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. You that are right back over here, is is your pain still there? Ma'am? It's gone? It's gone. Sir, what about your pain? And you're not feeling it anymore. Now, I, 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 I have witness right here. I didn't orchestrate this before service, did I? Huh? No. Did I, did I see you before service? Did anybody contact you about this? What I'm telling you, it's real. Just because it's, somebody made it fake doesn't mean it doesn't work. This is real. Glory to God. Father, I thank you as we leave this place. I thank you that your grace would surround us like a shield. Follow us wherever we go. And that we would hear your voice and the voice of another we would not follow. Now, Lord, you've given your angels charge over us. Our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us the name that's above every name to use, the name of Jesus, which we invoke right now and we declare in the mighty name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, fill us so full of your love that as we go from this place, every person we come in contact with in our daily lives, that your love would ooze out of them and witness to them the gospel of the truth. And we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Find five people. Give them a high five. Say, I'm glad that you were here today. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. 
For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.